0: Ecology of the Gold Dragon You are malleable, yet strong, a conductor of good, yet able to forge your own way. But most of all, you are the most precious to me. Common phrase of endearment between gold dragons. Introduction Gold dragons are the last of the true dragons that I have yet to study. While I disagree with the title of a true dragon, as many dragons outside of the five chromatics and metallics are truly dragons, they are undoubtedly the most common. Gold dragons are elusive, yet more numerous than one might expect. Not every good Samaritan or peddler of free and wise advice is a gold dragon, but now I will always have such suspicions. My curiosity of gold dragons has peaked long ago, having spotted one in the distance. Such serenity and peace I witnessed in what I felt was a troubling time. I then knew it was time that I better understood what a gold dragon meant being. Origins Gold dragons are part of the metallic lineage of modern dragons. As all dragons come from the ancient pseudo-dragons, the metallics diverged with lines from the platinum dragons. Many dragons of many forms exist in these times, but not nearly as before. Gold dragons are considered the strongest and the closest to that of the now-gone platinum dragons in power. Golds have existed long before any humanoid civilization, but in dragons' terms, they are, along with the other true dragons, the newest forms of dragonkind. Physiology Identifying a gold dragon Ribbon dragons, snake dragons, cloud dancers, and even dragons of luck are all great gold's names. Their body is undeniably longer than most other dragons, giving them a much more serpentine appearance. However, they still do have the structure and shape more akin to a feline, it's just longer. Their heads possess a little larger proportion into other dragons, and their necks are similarly longer. Their legs are often mistaken as shorter, as they're usually flying rather than walking and have their legs tucked in. The distance between the fore and hind limbs are the same as that of many other dragons, but would appear further apart as they tuck their legs back instead of forward. Their legs are long enough to make them some of the tallest dragons should they choose to stand on the ground. Their skulls and horns identify most dragons. The slender forms of gold, however, is what mostly singles them out. It doesn't mean they can't be identified by the heads alone, though. Gold dragons sport four horns. The first swoop backwards and begin at the brow of the eyes. These horns are seemingly plated or segmented. The second set jut straight outward to the sides and sit back just behind the eye sockets. These horns are conical and large, but only grow to be so in adulthood. Gold dragons also have many tendrils that resemble the many whiskers of a catfish. The shape of a gold's head is wider than tall their jaws being much broader than many dragons. Wings like sails Beginning at the back of the head and raising to higher heights than their horns are the dual sails that run down the entire length of their neck. These sails only end at the wings, which are identical in color to the bones supporting them and the membranes. The wings are massive, with membranes taper, tapering out all the way to the tail. With this structure, it appears as if they possess two continuous sails from horn to tail, the upper neck and the wings being peaks in their height. These sails are flexible and provide excellent air control. A gold dragon can glide for dozens of miles with the right air currents before needing a single flap to keep altitude. They often they are often seen swimming through the air with gradual up and down motions gold dragons seem to sail wherever they go calmly armor of gold dragons are known for their armor-like scales and thick hides many tales of slaying dragons depict a chink in their nearly impenetrable armor as their only weak spot while these tales are often exaggerated gold dragons certainly live up to the legends While they're just as flexible, their scales are sturdier than other dragons and much more difficult to damage or get through. Along with their meticulous cleaning of themselves, these dragons appear as if they're adorned in brilliant gold armor at all times. Don't let the properties gold fool you. Their scales are much more durable than the metal itself. Dual Breath Weapons Gold dragons, much like other metallic dragons, possess two different breath weapons. Their system allows for the mixing of chemicals and gases they produce, either naturally or by specifically eating certain materials. Depending on the situation, they can either lose a strength-sapping gas that weakens foes considerably, or blast a powerful gouts of flame. Their strength-stealing gas is produced naturally, but it can be aided by eating fluorite that often appears in granite formations. Their bodies are break down the fluorite, and to make a gas. With the aid of other internal chemicals, this weakens those who inhale it considerably. More common amongst dragons is the fiery breath they can produce via their flame sack. Their faculties for creating the flame breath are not as fast burning or as hot as the red dragons, but forcefully more powerful once released. unleashed. Red dragons often pride themselves on having a quote-unquote more powerful flame that melts any armor. When a gold dragon and a red dragon unleash their fires simultaneously head-on, unfortunately the gold wins every time. Diet. Gold dragons, like most other dragons, are traditionally predators. However, they have adapted to eating minerals and often chew on some softer metals other than non-biological minerals for sustenance. They enjoy trying humanoid cuisines. A gold dragon frequently travels far and wide, trying various dishes along the way. When on their own, they prefer to pick off large lone herbivores such as moose, cattle, and other such specimen. However, if it's if not possible, they will t- take from a herd, profusely apologizing. Magical qualities. All dragons... Possess some amount of innate magical qualities, while most can shapeshift. Even the chromatics they prefer to stay in their powerful natural forms. Dragons often gold dragons often shapeshift to mingle among the lesser races that they find interesting. Many gold dragons like to travel and appear as a humble passerby to enjoy local culture. Golds are adept at fire and wind magic on their own. While their breath of fire is enough to suffice, they can manipulate and use existing flames as well. Their ability This ability is often crucial against the common enemy, the red dragons. Wind magic helps them to lazily fly if they so choose or with great speed in times of need. While they do not possess many traditional spells, manipulating these elements is a tremendously powerful and, uh, ability and they seem to do it with ease. Creatures of Immense Luck Halflings are known to be the luckiest creatures of all. Unfortunately, as usual, it's a slight exaggeration on their part. While the diminutive humanoids do possess a stroke of uncanny luck in comparison to many other creatures, gold dragons are far and above halflings in this aspect. Gold dragons often have a relaxed and confident nature, having learned that their luck will usually pay off. Everything from a convenient placing of an enemy to a chance encounter bringing them great treasures. Gold dragons are not entirely reliant on their luck and often carefully assess many situations they find themselves in. However, they are usually improvising as they go rather than careful planning. Pushing your luck is a common phrase among golds when they rely too much on the chances. When in humanoid communities, they can sometimes be found gambling and exercising their luck. Unfortunately, dragons are just as prone as anyone else to gambling addiction. They just don't often suffer the consequences. Habitat and Home Gold dragons are found in many climates and biomes. Despite feeling uncomfortable in cold climates, the allure of new experience often doesn't stop them. They usually reside in temperate climates when settling down, though. Some take on the birds' practice of migrating south or north, depending on the equator's location for the winter. Despite the lack of comfort in colder climates, it's exceedingly rare for any temperature occurring naturally on a material plane to be any of real danger to a gold dragon. Something like the paraelemental plane of ice, however, could pose a threat. Gold Dragon Layers Gold dragons spare no effort or expense in their lavish homes. They often resemble humanoid abodes on a community's outskirt, either camouflaged in the mystery of an, an aloof decadence or a kind but elusive outsider. Their lair's front end often is entirely that of humanoid dwelling, with their furniture, paintings, and other fine artworks. However, however, when going to the cellar, back, or any other conspicuous yet tucked away from the home portion, it expands into a more extensive caves of the dragon's lair. Their Their lair usually contains only a few rooms, a treasure room, well, the secret one, a sleeping chamber, and a study. Despite their natural and often less than taxing abilities to shapeshift, they prefer some time as their natural form, especially when sleeping. Their studying is also more comfortable in dragon form as being shapeshifted does take at least some effort in concentration, and without distraction they can focus on their plans. While many valuable treasures exist in the less protected than it seems humanoid front, their most precious ones are in piles of gold or in the secret treasure rooms. These rooms are often both well hidden and magically sealed with a password usually only the dragon knows itself. It would take a severe effort to simply discover the hoard, even though most would know there is indeed a hoard. Treasure Traveling the world, gold dragons often bring riches and souvenirs to their home for safekeeping. While they have no doubt a love for gold coins, they are also fond of art and fine craftsmanship. One case is a whole ship that was taken by a dragon to be stored in their lair. Some dragons search for an exceptionally talented artist and indirectly or secretly fund their work to not interfere with the creative process. A dragon may have a few individuals they follow for these purposes. Often dragons will appear as a different patron buying a piece or even requesting one if the artist artist seems to be in a rut of creativity. To have the eye of a gold dragon, assuming you're an artist of talent, is a good thing. Life cycle. Gold dragons hatch from a clutch of around six to seven eggs together with their siblings. However, usually only about half of these siblings ever hatch. Gold dragon eggs need to be kept hot, very hot, to hatch properly. Depending on the region they live, it can be a difficult task. Volcanic areas, hot springs, and other such areas are ideal temperatures for gold dragon eggs. However, they don't make for good living conditions. Some dragons have taken to the practice of paying individuals to guard their eggs, while others have taken long vacations to protect their brood themselves in these areas far away from their homes. Home incubation is a trend that most older dragons find dangerous. While it's easier on a parent's lifestyle, it takes a lot of work, both magically and from other f- flame uh, and sources, to keep their eggs warm. This practice is often called cold hatching by those who disapprove. One, once hatching, the parent, as most dragons stay single and raise children on their own, will care for them until they can fend for themselves. The child often decides when they are ready and some can leave as early as 10 years into their incredibly long lifespans. While not as close to their children as humanoids, gold dragons keep in contact with their parents for their entire lives. They don't particularly connect with siblings of, or family members above or below their immediate family tree. When setting out for themselves, the often very young gold dragons spend their formative years traveling and getting to know various cultures of the world. This is the time where most humanoids encounter gold dragons. Usually after their first or second century, they have an idea as to where they'd like to settle down. The dragon will then spend the next few decades carving out their existence, extensive caves and lavish homes in construction of both secret and out the open. Often this starts as merely becoming part of the community and a humanoid guise. Gold dragons are not different from other dragons in their massive lifespan. Several thousands of years is a typical lifespan, thus the urge to reproduce isn't strong, and a gold dragon usually never takes on the responsibility more than a few times in their existence. With how long they live and the numbers of dragons produced, golds, gold dragons are steadily becoming more common. Intelligence and Social Behavior Intelligence. All dragons possess a robust Intellectual mind surpasses most humanoids. Gold dragons are excellent in many aspects of intelligence, but have a particular keenness for art and creativity. This mentality may be why they are so attracted to those aspects in humanoids. Gold dragons are particularly fond of rhymes, poems, and lyrical stories. They often teach their children through song, a trend that is caught on in humanoid communities across the plains. Communication Dragons, in general, are excellent linguists and know many languages. Gold dragons often know draconic and the tongues for every creature they've met and engage in conversation. Depending on how daring they, they were in traveling world, gold dragons can some, sometimes know up to 30 different languages. Dragons of kindness. Of all dragons, golds give time and energy and aid to the others, others the most while not on the grand scale of other metallic dragons, usually secretive and in small ways. Some dragons, uh, some golds, describe it as sharing their luck. A lonely woman may find solace in a secret admirer. A starving child may be finding a fresh apple. Or merely a kind traveler who offers unsolicited advice that turns someone's luck around are all examples in which gold dragons have shared some luck. Unlike many other dragons who care only to interact with creatures they deem worthy, gold dragons often help others without a thought of an individual's past deeds. However, if someone is outright evil or is narcissistic, the help may be less frequent or attached to a lesson. This courtesy seems to only extend to humanoids. Chromatic dragons are rarely helped in any fashion. Unintended Superiority Complex Gold dragons fall into the same trap most dragons do, overconfidence. Despite their kind nature, their mentality is that of helping and living amongst lesser beings. They see themselves as the perfect beings in both power and mind. Thus, they also tend to think of matters outside of their knowledge as unimportant or small. It's challenging to ask a gold dragon to aid in a war that they have no stake in unless it affects their chosen community. When speaking openly and candidly, they often come off as arrogant and rude despite not intending to. Golds don't enjoy making others feel inferior unless pushed to anger or a particularly troublesome individual frustrates them. They often don't hesitate to flaunt to chromatic dragons or other semi-powerful creatures, though. Independent Loners Gold dragons do not often live near or work with other gold dragons. They are caught up in their own lives and goals and take time to interact. To take time to interact with their kind the obvious exception is when they decide to raise their wyrmlings. the interactions of those in which they choose to learn about is the most and live amongst are enough for them however there are always exceptions finding a mate only two to three times in a dragon's life do they have the urge to raise young A biological need more than a conscious decision, they tend to roam further from their established homes looking for a suitable mate. While most gold dragons aren't incredibly picky, it can be an uncomfortable situation for the would-be suitor. Males and females go through the same process of desiring children, however rarely, if not ever, at the same time. Parenting is seen as the act of raising children rather than a biological. The pressures of a chosen mate are more that of a social aspect of mating. While sentient creatures mate outside of procreation, gold dragons, being of a more solitary nature, are often inexperienced. Thus, the courting process is often awkward and uncomfortable for both parties. However, the biological need for children is more powerful. However, the acts of dalliance and a chance to uh, of change of pace to focus on the newfound friendship with a fellow dragon often sways a dragon to agree to aid one another. Depending on the dragons, they may seek out the same mate when the desire rises again or the mate chooses. However, unlike an exclusive relationship, they're not obligated to do so or stick to the same mates. After all, their focus is more on their chosen past than another's. Often the mates stay in touch from time to time, but nothing more. If a female desires to raise young, she will return home after the signs of carrying fertilized eggs. If a male wishes to raise children, he will often stick around until the eggs arrive. The male then departs with the eggs in his mouth, heating them with his fire breath while flying home. It is an arduous journey depending on the distance and can be dangerous for the eggs if interrupted. Religion Chiefly among all metallic dragons, religion is the worship of the patron Bahamut. While Bahamut exemplifies dragons' positive nature, he is militant in some ways, especially against Tiamat and the chromatic brood. Gold dragons often do not don't follow the idea of fighting other dragons. However, most of them do follow the tenets of how to treat other creatures. Thus, nearly all gold dragons follow Bahamut, but their way, but in their own peaceful way. As always, there are exceptions, and some very renowned paladins of Bahamut were celebrated gold dragons. It helps that gold dragons, despite their peaceful natures, are both some of the largest and strongest dragons, even more so than the reds. Interactions with other creatures Chromatic dragons While gold dragons outright avoid confrontation, they do enjoy tormenting the lesser dragons. Gold dragons will openly insult, antagonize, and prank chromatic dragons near them. Golds are... uh... Golds are keeping them on their claws, so to speak. Everything from inciting a blue dragon's paranoia to stealing a red dragon's most prized treasure and leaving it on their doorstep. Ultimately, harmless pranks, but if caught, could undoubtedly lead to a physical and deadly confrontation. The difference is the gold dragon would lose their target to pick on. Rad dragons are particularly frustrated by golds and often seek to destroy them. To a gold, it is a foolish endeavor, but but still dangerous and sometimes needs to be taken seriously. If a red dragon starts harming innocents to make their point, then all the humor and playfulness are left behind for a harsh reaction. Metallic and other dragons. Golds first and foremost consider themselves above all other life, with the exception of the Lord of Dragons Bahamut. They are kind, but ultimately seeing others as children, much how we would treat a younger sibling. They do, however, enjoy swapping stories and have close friendships with some other dragons. While they are independent and live among their communities, visiting a friend is a great vacation. They are particularly fond of sharing their prank stories with the dragons of mirth, copper dragons. Silver and golds also share a high appreciation for humanoid society and swap details about their neighboring settlements. Kobolds Gold, gold dragons are generally disgusted by kobolds. Even Tiamat herself shuns their existence, despite supposedly having spawned their patron, Katrulamak. However, they do not hate kobolds and often employ them as guards or work around their homes. They do not openly insult them and treat them fairly. However, kobolds are usually a little more flexible on treating humanoids and may not align with how a gold dragon would see them. Over time, this mentality has changed, and many kobolds turn to Bahamut under the wing of a gold dragon. Humanoids Golds are fascinated and enjoy the company of many humanoid races. Human, elves, dwarves, halflings, orcs, and gnolls are among the most common communities with a gold among them or nearby. They live among the people and offer their kindness and watch the service returned in others. A gold dragon particularly is fond of and becomes very excited to see hearts paid forward. They are content merely watching as well, a, a, a like a real-life drama on a stage of their making. Humanoids that don't respect life and or have a similar morality, such as Nulls, uh, the dragon acts as a subtle shift that pushes them away from immoral acts. If discovered, which is exceedingly rare, they may reveal themselves and force the community's hand at changing their ways. Ultimately, if not followed, the dragon may have to find another place to live. Circles of in the know Over time, dragons often learn the error of their ways in assuming they are superior in all ways. Extraordinary humanoids in aspects the dragons realize they cannot match become close friends. While not intending to outdo these people, the gold dragon may reveal their true identity if they can trust the person. This practice can lead to a small number of individuals in a community who are close friends with a dragon. The benefit of doing so is the dragon can form a deeper bond with individuals and learn more about the humanoid community firsthand. Rakshasa Gold dragons are not fond and often despise the creatures known as rikshasa. Tales of communities of uh, from some communities speak of the rival between the dragon and the tiger. However, these tales are more truthful than those communities realize. Gold dragons find the good in many creatures except for the vile rikshasa, sorcerers of evil and mayhem, as they are often referred. Gold dragons usually hunt down and eradicate any rikshasa that they may know of even though they may be far less dangerous than the chromatic dragons that golds torment. Battle Tactics Gold dragons are skilled at avoiding fights either through diplomacy or intimidation. However, not all creatures can be reasoned with, especially an enraged red dragon. Gold dragons are mighty creatures and usually have no trouble in finishing a fight quickly. Before a confrontation, they will revert to their proper form to intimidate or scare a severe threat as they are usually in disguise. If this doesn't deter the foe, strings of logic and intimidation are the next stage of communication. If it comes to blows, the gold will unleash their fire breath's full fury to open the fight. With most creatures, the contest ends there. However, foes who avoid the destruction of fire experience the tremendous fury of a gold dragon, needing to rest their breath weapon faculties the gold will rush in using their wings to propel them forward into a lunging bite and raking with their forelimbs. If they miss their lunge, they will use their tails to follow up to trip or smash their opponents. The fight is quick and brutal. As the dragon fights on, the dragon will unleash its strength sapping breath weapon upon a foe to slow them down. This breath is their trump card against many rivals, as those who can go toe-to-toe with a dragon will lose over time. A dra- Gold Dragon's luck won't run out while their opponents may. Don't fight against a gold dragon. Variations Fated lovers. While luck is often graced upon gold dragons in many ways, love, some would say, isn't one of those ways. Most gold dragons don't desire such a deep connection with as many directions their interests can go. Who has the time to tre- tra- keep track of another's? Content in their busy lives is enough for some. Rarely are those who are blessed with a deep romantic bond to another dragon. Gold dragons who have met many times in their lives, most often a male and a female, though not always, have the potential to see each other as fated lovers. When chance encounters stop being chance encounters, they seem to desire to visit the same places and secretly hope to find the other there. Once together, these gold dragons seldom leave one another's side. They even pick up on similar speech patterns and mentality. Their bond is deep and inseparable. Since most of their match early in life, when when still traveling the worlds, fated lovers can be together for thousands upon thousands of years if they both live that long. Losing a fated one is a crushing and debilitating experience as it is for many humanoids. While it takes time to recover, most end up continuing their lives as they once did. No case of finding another mate exists to this date. Paladins of Bahamut While gold dragons often don't ever lose their fascination with humanoids, some forego their journeys and become paladins of Bahamut. Often these individuals are called explicitly and chosen by the father dragon himself. Whether for their talents or something underneath their character, they, they keep the realm safe from chromatic dragons. Golds are the strongest warriors of Bahamut and are used as strike forces to quickly fight and eradicate chromatic dragons who show uh, open allegiance to the dragon of chaos, Tiamat. Chromatics who have greedily overstepped their bounds with no no mercy or discussion, paladins end them. They are trained from the time of leaving their parent under a paladin in the ways and laws of Bahamut. With around 50 years of learning from a teacher on fighting chromatic dragons, gold paladins are the most feared creatures by Tiamat's brood. Even ancient red dragons may fear a paladin learning of their name. Dragons of Enlightenment Some dragons seek a state of peace, much like the monk communities. Monks may may at times have a gold dragon interested enough in their ways for them to join the order. Most join and stay in humanoid form, hiding their presence for as long as they can. However, most communities either know or don't say or ask them not to hide it. Deception often blocks the path of inner peace. Dragons of enlightenment are humbled by how far humans can push themselves physically and mentally as betterment tests. These dragons are the kindest and most humble of any dragon and most often stay within the monk temple's service. Eventually, most dragons of enlightenment no longer shapeshift and have no greed for treasure. Instead, they are open to their nature and aid those on the same journey to inner peace. There are some of the happiest dragons ever known. DM's Notes Gold dragons have always been some of the most powerful creatures in DD and and other RPGs, with most of them acting as the ultimate and yet boring good dragons. While this probably why they're not really used. Uh, Most parties lean towards the good and, you know, face chromatics. As DMs occasionally are challenges to make something more interesting from something bland, and gold dragons are a pretty good exercise for that. Uh, I hope this article and or reading helps you get some ideas on how gold dragons can fit in your world. Um, This is Fortuan. Um, You know, please Leave any comments or whatever you like, and be sure to check out the Discord for Hunter's Hub and at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter if you're uh, interested in uh, similar content. Thanks.